0: Hey, church family! Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be joined today with Brick Sager, the most sleep-deprived member of our church. That's right. That's right. So, hey, Brick! Welcome aboard. Thanks, man. Glad I to be here. Say, I say you're sleep-deprived because you're a new dad. You're a brand new dad. You and Cassidy welcomed your daughter Ophelia on July 10th. That's right. Your birthday. Yeah, right. So we have it. So birthday good birthday! I'm glad that she's got it. She is my birthday buddy. Um, also, you're in the middle of a busy season. Like you. Oh, yeah. uh, I know that you're working on master's work at Southern. You are uh, you know, pursuing what God's telling you to do in ministry these days. You're working at Carterville full-time. You're right. interim in discipleship and missions and membership. You're actually doing way too much, and we know that. We're trying to, trying to work <laughs> on that. But today, you're in to represent small groups and discipleship. So thanks for making time to be on the podcast again. So glad to be here. I love it, Ben. Look, I want to talk about um, small groups, and here's why. So for the last three weeks, because of the spike in COVID numbers, Mm -hmm. especially early in that spike, COVID hurt us, like Carterville small group leaders uh, for some of our Wednesday night groups and some of our Sunday morning groups were directly affected and you know, it was going to be difficult to staff our groups in a healthy safe way um, and our church family was just just in a place where it looked wise for us to take a pause. You That's know, a right. two week pause turned into a three week pause, but we are coming back to small groups this Sunday August 29th. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you a little bit about why that matters and you know what can we do to be safe because I think we've tried to demonstrate at Carterville that, man, we we really respect the health of our congregation, especially yeah. our most at-risk members. Like we are not taking any of our decisions lightly and mm-hmm. haven't yeah. for you know the whole year and a half that we've been navigating this stuff. You know, we've been trying to be very, very sensitive to the spirit, very considerate of our congregation. And but that said, let's just let's just talk about small groups a little bit. If you don't mind. First off, um, as we start, as we think about coming back this Sunday, um, maybe a couple of tips for a safe return. We can kind of dialogue about this together, but uh, as our small group leader, you probably have thought this through a little mm-hmm. bit. I know mm-hmm. I've certainly been thinking about it. You got it. you have any suggestions for coming back safely?
1: Man, suggestions and tips. Great question, Ben. Um, some of them are going to be, I think most of them are going to be some small practical ones that are some common sense. But also, um, I guess, and maybe this isn't a suggestion or tip, but I'm going to lead in a little bit to just some of the things that I'm wrestling through and recognize that our leaders and members of Sunday school classes are are wrestling through as well uh, just to think about and hopefully gives us a context of when we're we're moving back together into these small group settings, how to think about prioritizing health, holistic health. So some practical tips. Um, Some of them off the top of my head are, man... You know, everyone falls into different spectrums when it comes to comfortability and response to small groups and COVID. Because we all fall on on the spectrum of comfortability and and things like that. I think what I'd say is, number one, probably default to grace uh, when we step into those spaces. And so, man, if you're jumping into your class... um, undoubtedly, there's going to be some different opinions there. Um, And man, hopefully, there's some setting for you to to speak about that. Um, But even the small things, like when when you meet together, I would suggest defaulting to grace and taking the extra step to maybe have some clarifying questions to Mm -hmm. say, hey, you know, are are you comfortable with, with me being this close? Or are you comfortable with fist bumps and or high fives or hugs? And, you know, I think, we're becoming more and more familiar with that type of language and asking those questions. Um, but I know that some people um, really appreciate that. Yeah. And it, even though those questions can be awkward at times, they can help um, bring some clarity yeah. for the hour ahead as you step into it. So that's one that I have. Um, gosh, uh, and you... I think anything else that I'm going to share is going to be some practical things you can read on CDC and sure. all that. Just you know, hand sanitizer. Basic stuff.
0: Keep your hands clean. That's like, right. Let,
1: be sensitive and aware. of you right. Your space
0: and, um, you know, and I, I think, I think that your tip about showing grace defaulting to grace, I love that. The first sermon I preached when we came back from our first COVID, like from, from live stream only. That's right. Last year, which was major. You know, the first sermon I preached was from the Book of Romans about mm-hmm. not judging one another. Like yep. uh, knowing that we have. You know, such a broad scattering of opinions and mm-hmm. this is really a divisive topic like yeah. all around COVID. Yeah, absolutely that it was really important for me that as our church navigated this that we did it in a way where our different opinions did not cause us to judge one another or yeah. resent one another yeah. and so i love i love the show grace especially inside the con you know the context of a small group your yeah. personal yeah. there are probably some folks who um, you know if you are still not comfortable yet stay home worship on the live stream That's i right. want you back in your small group as soon as it's wise and safe and you're comfortable I yeah. also loved your appeal to uh, holistic health, and you know, uh-huh. we'll we'll shift some gears here because I have an idea that that you've got something to say there. So we'll come back as safe as we can. You know, if you're not feeling well, don't come back. That's you know, right. be, don't come back this week, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't mean for that to sound like don't come back. <laughs> One thing that makes sense is, you know, if you're in quarantine at school, if you're quarantined at work, as much as it stinks, you know, just observe that quarantine at church family. You That's know? right. I mean, all those little things, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but let's shift gears a little bit now.
1: To uh, what do you mean by holistic health? You know? Absolutely. So that I guess that term holistic health is something that's I mean possibly been spoken about in, in other circles, but especially has been something that I've been thinking through personally. Um, the more and, the more and more that I think about it as I lead my family, but also as I look at our church. And when I say holistic health, one thing that I've that I've recognized and realized more walking through COVID is that health is very much a physical thing, but that also when we look at, at thriving of a human being and how we're, how we're created and how God made us is that our health um, is multifaceted, but it does have to do with our physical health. And we are, we, that I, for myself and for my family, and very much, I care so much about the physical health of my family but at the same time, I recognize that I need to show an attention and concern to other aspects of my health, like emotional health, spiritual health, and I'm going to say emo- uh, relational health, which I think kind of fits into the emotional health and those type of things. But um, uh, looking at how my health is is multifaceted, and that Jesus, you know, is Jesus and God calls me to follow Him and calls me into abundant life. I need to show an area of concern and attention towards all areas of my health. So, what does that look like especially in regards to COVID? Man, one thing that I would encourage you to look at especially when you when you, you know, consider your own life is you do some self-assessment is to make sure that you're caring for the the multi aspects of your health. Um, that that as as you take precautions towards your physical health, right? As, as we take these moments of, Hey, I need to distance. I need to not engage in small group. I need to not be present for this week in an attempt to care for your physical health, right? Um, to prevent you know yourself from getting COVID at the same time, don't neglect your spiritual health. Um, your, your need for, for your soul, your heart, your mind to be with Jesus, to be with the body of believers, um, at the same time, do not neglect your relational and emotional health. We were created to be relational creatures. And so our, our ability to thrive will be just as much affected as when our, our ability to be in community is cut off as, as just as much as if we were sick. Um, it really affects us. And so when you look at yourself, Make sure that you're tending to and caring for your relational health by being a part of community. And sometimes, you know, that means less than ideal situations of visiting out on the back porch for 15 minutes. Sometimes that means a FaceTime call, which is not the same as being in person, but is a gift and a blessing to care for your relational health. Um, at the same, you know, I think of, um, you know, that's that's individually, you know, care for your spiritual health, care for your relational health. Also, be on the lookout as as you look in the context of community, not just for your own health, but look look at the health of those around you, especially the body of believers that you care for. And hopefully, uh, m- m- my hope is that when you look at your small group, that you've got eyes out for those individuals that may have to be physically distant. That is, as they're, key, like I said, caring for their physical health by being distant, you know, by by staying home, that they are, that you have the moment to care for them relationally and spiritually. That you can encourage them in their walk with Jesus. That you can be intentional because we need that. So um, that's what I'm. That's what I, I'm wrestling with when it comes to you know caring for our, for my holistic health and caring for the holistic health of our church family. Um, each individual uh, there. It's I hmm. I care very much for our physical health, but at the same time, I also do not want to neglect our spiritual and relational health.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I know that for a lot of us. You know that you're calling it holistic health, the relational, emotional, spiritual health. Like honestly, the connections we have with our small groups are really important. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to, I want to kind of shift gears and talk about our small group leaders for a second. I'm yeah. really proud of them. Right? Absolutely. This has been a challenge, like to try to shepherd your small group in a time where some of them, you know, are mm-hmm. uncomfortable, or some of your members of your small group need to stay home. You know, yep. they. They, yeah. uh, you know, they're so at risk or anxious or have legitimate concerns or caution or they're a caregiver, you know, to an mm-hmm. aging parent and, you know, the risk and reward just doesn't work out for them yep. or whatever. And to, to try to shepherd them the best you can. And recognizing that need for community and connection. I've talked to so many people lately who've said, Hey Ben, I just one thing I've learned from COVID is that I am not my best with Jesus. I am not my best self. Yeah. Uh, when I'm outside the context of church and yeah. Christian community. I get that. So I'm really glad that we're coming, you know, back into into small group communities yeah. for those who are able, mm-hmm. you know, for this Sunday. Especially for those with you know, with preschoolers and children. You know, I know it's it's hard to be a part of your community when when those groups aren't meeting. Yeah. But let's take a second to brag on our small group leaders, right? Oh, because even during this 3 week pause, um there were some adult groups that that said, "Hey, listen, I think we can find a way That's right. to safely That's gather um in a in a way that is reasonable." And they've done so. Some mm-hmm. some groups have been able to do so. That's right. Um, and I just want to honor the effort that they that they made, you know. So whatever some of the thing, what are some of the things that you've seen from small group leaders as they made those decisions, you know. And I'll I'll set yeah. it up by saying sometimes it goes the other way, right? We've had we've had a small group that, you know, w- that was meeting, but then one particular week there was some COVID in the class, um, n- not at church, but during the week, and they said, Hey, it's wise for us not to meet, m- not to meet. So there was a week they chose not to meet. I That's mean right. it's just you know, the those small group leaders are having to be the quarterback and call audibles on the field and make the best decision for their group. That's right. But what are some of the things that you've seen that you're
1: proud of, Brig? Oh man. Um gosh. There's a lot of things I could talk towards, um, and I also say as I share some of these things, this may be a tip for you to share with your class to say, "Hey, maybe we need to try that out or do it." And um, so our classes have met, met in a lot of different formats because every class setting is different. We've, we've had some classes that you know when they look at when they look at and say, "Hey, we're of the right size, we're of the right risk level, and we're and our classroom is of the right." Um, you know, proportions where we can meet safely. Yeah, we have a big room and a small number of people. Absolutely. Low risk
0: or, or you know,
1: that's a good that's a good point. Absolutely. You know? So they're stepping into that. There's been some other classes that have had the chance to say, well, we're going to get a little bit creative. Our room may not be big enough for us to safely distance, so we're going to do a hybrid format. We're going to, you know, for those that that want and can come in person, we're going to do that. But for those that need to, you know, participate from home, we're going to create a – um, I guess a virtual a virtual method of meeting. So they've done they've worked through that. Like with I Zoom know,
0: or what do you talk with Zoom? Yeah,
1: Zoom, Microsoft Teams, uh, Google Google Meets, oh, um okay, all great. those ways. And there definitely are some bumps along the way. I think yeah. all of us know that meeting virtually has a lot of bumps with it. But
0: but I'm proud of those groups that are doing that. They're absolutely.
1: Trying, yeah. Absolutely. Taking the effort to do that. Um,
0: I think we had a group that chose to meet in a house. That's they, right. They didn't have enough room in the Sunday school group that they in the room that they usually That's meet right. in. Mm-hmm. But they had enough room in one of their members' homes. And yeah, so they, they
1: chose to meet. At home. That's right. So there's been a lot of different formats, and I just see that as—and you know what? There's been formats even that, that I believe I haven't even heard of, of perhaps—I think I have I have heard some stories of classes that haven't been able to meet, but it, but teachers and class members that continue to care for one another informally. That's right. I, I've heard of some groups where everybody is using their Sunday school
0: book and doing their lesson on their own, yeah. and the—, the teacher, the shepherd is calling to check on people and how are you and their prayer ministry is strong. And I just, I'm blessed when I see our church leaders love one another well and lead well. Absolutely. Um, you know, so there's a little throwback we'll wrap up on, you know, last year when COVID was new for us mm-hmm. and last summer we weren't having small groups. Actually we didn't have small groups for a long time last year. Yeah. And, uh, our, for our group, we just felt that we needed it. Mm. And so we, we met, uh, in my backyard. Yeah. You know, we, just, we have a, I have a big patio at the at the house uh, that Lynn's and I live in right now, a big kind of back patio, the carport, open carport. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we did. We turned the fans on. We circled chairs up outside. That's right. And uh, it worked out for us. It was interesting. It's going to be an interesting season in the history of our small group, right? Yeah, yeah. But I say these things because this week our church is coming back, and um, we... Man, I mean, I hope that God will use our small group ministries. I hope He'll protect them. I hope each one of mm-hmm. us you know, will go the extra mile to love and care for one another well, that we will lead by grace, and that we'll mm-hmm. see the Spirit do a good work. So, hey, Brick, I think it'd be appropriate on this episode, if you don't mind, as we wrap up this podcast, mm-hmm. I know you are particularly grateful for our small group leaders yeah. and and just the dynamic of that covenant mm-hmm. group. Would you take a second just to lead us in prayer as we pray for our small group leaders? And I'll use this as a cue to ask our podcast listeners, would you be praying for Mm. our small group leaders as they shepherd, as they make the right decision week by week, as they do the things that they need to do to care for their group, and as we try to lead to make sure
1: that we're making disciples? Ben, that sounds great, and I would love to lead us in prayer in conclusion. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we love you. And we recognize that as we have walked through COVID and continue to walk in it, God, that you are our provider and you are the one that cares for us. Lord, I want to take a moment to praise you for the work that your Holy Spirit is doing in and through the lives of every Sunday school class that meets uh, and that the, the bonds that have been formed relationally, um, over over the years, God, I am so grateful for it. And Lord, I want to just celebrate you and your power to, to unify us uh, in the midst of a crazy world. And so, Lord, I ask that as we step into this next week that you would grant our Sunday school leaders and our Sunday school members, all of our classes, uh, a few things, God, that you would grant each individual wisdom to know how to proceed as they step into these small group environments and that you would give them courage to step into that. Uh, Lord, I ask that you would give um, us a spirit and a culture of grace, that we would lavish grace upon each other as we are in different as many of us are in different spots along this. Um, God, I pray that you would give us grant our church an awareness and an intentionality to care for every aspect of our health, that, that we would not only look out for the health of ourselves and our family, but that we would care for the relational, the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical health of our um, Sunday school class members. It would be intentional to reach out. And Lord, we recognize that all of this can only be done in the power that the Holy Spirit provides to us. So we look to you as the provider of that. Equip, our church family, as we move back into this setting and season of meeting together in small groups, I ask that out of it would be a season of spiritual um, vigor and renewal, that we would be further stirred up to follow you and to share a message of hope to the world. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.